Uh, do I regret saying fuck cherries? No. Will I say it again? Most definitely. Will it probably screw us? Probably. Yeah. I chatted shit and I got banged, didn't I, with that last podcast? A little bit. A little bit. Hello and welcome to the Foxes Never Quit podcast. This is a fan-run podcast about Leicester City Football Club. You can find us on Acast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podcaster, Samsung Podcasts, Deezer and GeoSarvan. Not sure what GeoSarvan is, but we are on it. And of course, you can find all of our things at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc and reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc women. So, hello, welcome to Foxes Never Quit Talking. I'm back again with Madlock. Hello there. And uh, going to be doing a review of the Bournemouth game, which I'm sure you're really excited to listen to. For looking a little bit at the uh, Man City game in the Women's Super League and the Crystal Palace game in the Premier League happening this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the women do after their, they they had their win. So we're all familiar with the result of Bournemouth, but hopefully the women can build up on their win in the Conte Cup. Though Man City will prove to be difficult, I imagine. And then we've got the preview for Crystal Palace, and that is going to be the early kickoff at home. So. Do we do we hopefully find some home form? Who knows? Probably not. So let us start off by talking a little bit about the Bournemouth game. Uh, we're probably not going to talk too much about the Bournemouth game because oh my god, we don't really want to relive it. Um, no, I mean not. it started off all right, didn't it? As many of our games have this season. Yeah, you see, you can see it, and then this is mostly the really frustrating things you see. That kind of Rogers ball, you know, the, the hunting and packs, the you know, the high line, the the constant pressure, the working it through, and you know, Daka was kind of you know reacted to a deflected shot from uh, Barnes, if I remember rightly. But you know, uh, yeah, after that, like I said, we weren't breaking them down as much. Obviously, Bournemouth are very well drilled defensively, um, and that showed in the second half. But yeah, Daka's yeah. goal was good, well taken. He's you know, he, 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 does he start over Vardy now? I, I'm starting to think, actually, yeah. I mean, him and Ian Archer. I mean, Ian Archer has definitely fought his case time and time again. But, yeah, Dak is definitely showing that ability and uh, that, you know, and it's, it's interesting to see. But, um, like I said, he's gotten more physical, which is something I've talked about before. Um, I'm just yeah. good to see. And he's trying it on. Um, one particular move, whilst it wasn't at the Bournemouth game, at the Forest game where he... Um, he did stop the shot, albeit with his hand, um, his arm rather, uh, against Henderson in the Forest game. And, you know, he showed that aggression and that speed and really put that pressure. Um, Bournemouth were a bit more compact and didn't give us the space, which is what a clever team would do <laughs> at this yeah, point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they, yeah, so he, he didn't obviously, but he, he managed to react very well and it was a very good goal. Um, yeah. Like I said, definitely sort of stood out. Probably sort of de facto man of the match for just getting the uh, consolatory goal. But yeah, it felt good. You know, it's what's just irritating is for a whole what sixty minutes, a whole hour, a whole earthly hour, we were out of relegation. 
that psychologically was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's kind of sad yeah. that we're talking about that. I mean, going into the season, I wouldn't have thought, oh, thank God we're out of relegation would be a statement I'd be saying about Leicester. Maybe, oh, thank God we're in the top half of the table. Not, we're not out, you know, we're not scraping the barrel. There used to be a point like a few years back where we'd, once we got to the point in the season, I think when we whenever we hit 40 points, at the next game, we'd seen that we're staying up. Yeah, And it yeah, was kind absolutely. of a throwback to the... Um, to the great escape of 2014-15 it was a bit weird saying like we're staying up at what I can't when it was in the title winning season but I remember hearing it sometime like that it must have been yeah I mean it got sung at Brighton when we got ahead you know again blistering start whimpering finish um and that just that's just us at the minute um you know, you know that meme of the horse where you've got the front end is amazing and then the back end looks like it was drawn by me um you know it's that's very much how we are and we, we're consistently like this and um i wanted to also say what phase what phase kind of took a bit of flack and I, I do think there's some criticism to be held on him you know i know ward is getting a lot of heat um uh, i'm not saying he's the best but i don't know if it's all on him but yeah that mm. one the second goal the, i don't know what that leaping starfish thing was about that was a bit Weird. If you if you missed it, I would I would suggest reading what you know. What, I wouldn't have done that um, as a very amateur, illustrious five aside keeper. <laughs> I don't know. It was a bit of a weird one. Um, he, he clearly misjudged it, and, and you know, I think to your point, I can't remember which game. He he's very bad at projecting about what he's going to do. So you know, as, uh, uh, someone with a bit more composure can play him quite easily. But yeah. Um, what phase took a bit of heat, but I actually thought he was really solid that game. He's 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 coming to his own, and it kind of shows how what signings can do. Not to necessarily, you know, defend Rogers, but I think there is a there is a thing about just getting a bit of fresh blood in, and you know, I think Matt Pipes put it rightly. You you either got to refresh the team or refresh the manager, and I think we're kind of at the stage now where whether the club likes it or not, it's got to be the latter, unless we're going to be second season, you know, second half. FC for the season um, where we go into the desperation window and just splurge to try and keep ourselves out but I don't know but I'm probably jumping around a little bit but yeah it just in short if you didn't see it we were really we were pretty good for the first 60 minutes the first you know the one goal was a bit of a fluke but it was good timing by Daka and then we just fell off after 30 minutes and it was just madness it was a madness of four minutes it wasn't quite the madness we had at Bournemouth a couple of seasons ago but it was a madness nonetheless yeah, uh, I mean, at least we didn't concede more than two goals. I think no. for only the second time. Oh, Chelsea, Man United, and this game. Oh, and Nottingham Forest. Fourth game, we've not conceded three or more goals in, I guess. Uh, yeah, From a team go. that hasn't scored for three games, that doesn't bode well. You know, not to be overly yeah. harsh. That's that, that, you know, we were talking about a team that we nearly doubled their or we you know almost doubled their um goals for this season in a single match is it doesn't yeah it's not great i'm probably exaggerating but you know they haven't scored a lot um and they did get that 9-0 dropping from what is an otherwise quite leaky liverpool but um yeah they seem to be a bit on the bounce you know credit the bomb if they wanted it more uh but that's we, the only thing I did see is we did seem to find a bit more in the tank towards the end, but there was a part of me a bit like, why are you waiting for now to kind of find 
this extra energy. <laughs> yeah, there um, did seem to be a bit of a... It's that thing of we seem to have about 70 minutes of good football for any given 90. Mm, but, like I said, in other games, though, we then... We've then tried to impose our game, and that's where we got like the six-two, you know, yeah, six-two from Spurs and stuff, where we threw the kitchen sink at it, and we did effectively do that. But I think Bournemouth, compared to Spurs, decided to just dig in, and they dug in well. And like I said, they had well-drilled defense, and you know, um, yeah. the coach who's taken charge since um, Scott Parker's left, but he seems to have done a very good job at sort of marshalling that defense uh, along with obviously the team. But yeah, very annoying. Um, not the result we wanted. Three points. I even would have taken a point, if I'm being really honest. Like, a point on the road is not to sniff at. I know we'd we, we'd want more, but, I, you know, I was hoping for an equaliser, and they did try to seek in. Perez made a bit of a rare appearance. Still not really sure what his purpose is. I never... That was one of the weirdest signings we've made in the last few years. You know, there was no links, yeah. there was no conversation, and then suddenly it's like, Leicester triggered the 30 mil you know, release clause in, in his contract. And it's like, oh, and he's not really, he's been, he's done some critical things, you know, uh, he was good in our European campaign, but yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't really know what the point of him is at this stage. We don't seem he, to know yeah. what to do with him, do we? It's like, but Rogers signed him. He was a Rogers signing, wasn't he? Yeah. We've tried playing him on the right wing where he doesn't, he's never really impressed. He's no. like at his best. I always think you know, kind of behind the main striker. And but we play Madison there, and I even prefer Ianacho there, to be honest. Um, yeah, he's kind of he doesn't fit into the system. Is yeah, he is a weird signing. Um, yeah, so two goals we conceded. It was, it was funny watching the live match chat here on the Discord as it happened because people were saying, I think semi-ironically, the moment the substitutions happened like, oh no, Amati's coming on we're going to lose, aren't we? And then within three minutes we've conceded two goals. I'm not sure mm. how much at fault Amati is for them he kind of made a poor clearing header for the first one. It was mm. also super awkward and barely near him and yeah. honestly, I think the mistakes had been made by that point. We we shouldn't have been allowing the ball to get to it that far in the first place. No, absolutely. Um, I I don't know if he he was the harbinger of. The, I don't, don't get me wrong. I have you know given Amate shit, and I don't think he was necessarily that bad. Is he a right back? No. Last time he, I remember him being a right back was when he had that hand ball against Man United. Um, but at the start of one of our seasons, I can't remember which one it was now, a few years ago, under Puel, and, and then after that he had the uh, leg break, and then he sort of disappeared for a while, because obviously mm. the leg break. But yeah, I don't know, I don't I don't know why he was in that position. I'd, I'd like, I don't know where Thomas has gone. I know Thomas kind of gets a bit, you know, gets a bit bullied and stuff, but I almost would have preferred a Thomas Barnes on the left, yeah. and then Justin move over to the right, instead of you know, Amate, and I know he's kind of this utility, but in fact, I would have preferred Albright in that right back. But he obviously, I think he came onto the pitch for um, Madison, Madison, or that I'm conflating two games here. I actually. think you're you're thinking of the Northern Forest game for that one. I am sorry, yes, no, uh-huh. you're absolutely right. So, but Albrighton would have been better. He would have had that work rate, that physicality, that leadership. 
that we're having. And I'm a bit surprised, to be honest. We talk about you know leadership in the defense, and Rogers brought up. I, I was kind of hoping Evans has been would be this sort of leader, and that's not really come to fruition. I, you know, he made a statement about our standards dropping and stuff. I'm kind of hoping he's not just giving telling everyone their shit every halftime or just really giving them mm. a bollocking, especially to such a you know I say to a young team, but you know to much younger players than himself. Hopefully he's not doing that. I'm not saying he is, but he, you know, he's, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. You know, I, and maybe this is where we need Schmeichel. So I know Schmeichel's had a bit of a thing at Nice as the kind of slightly off topic and, you know, the rumors that he's a bit of a diva and stuff. And that's always been kind of the case. There's always been conversations and stories that have kind of alluded that he's a bit of a diva, you know, but he is the son of Schmeichel and he was going to have to have something about him to, to to make a name for himself, you know, without being in the shadow of his father. But yeah, I, maybe we need someone like a diva in the dressing room being like, I know you're fucking better than this, do it. And maybe we don't have that, you know, because I, I don't think Vardy's like that. I think Vardy mm. does more of his actions than he does with his words. I don't really see him giving rousing speeches, but he does have no, confidence on the pitch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, looking over the squads, Luke Thomas is in our um, Premier League squad, but as a as an under twenty one. Yeah, and you know he, he needs the game so, time. I don't know if they're looking to loan him out or something, but yeah. Either, but yeah, I, I did often enjoy. Yeah, he is one of those players. I did often enjoy watching him when he played well, but he could be quite frustrating when he was playing badly. Um, the goals we conceded also there was that old thing again of switching off wasn't it that first goal especially mm. um, Dewsbury Hall tried a bit of skill and puts it out for a throw in at which point yes. everyone kind of switched off and Bournemouth went oh they've switched off quick throw in and basically got us yeah that was definitely a massive got you with that one wasn't there just a bit of a sucker punch where we weren't paying attention and I I don't know if it's I don't want to say it's inexperienced a lot of these guys are in their mid-twenties now and they've been with a lot of them have been with us for a fair few seasons you know there's yeah, no yeah, yeah. really excuse to kind of say oh this is a young squad and maybe if you said to me a couple of years ago oh, there's some definitely some young players but that that does that that doesn't well, hold water anymore also a couple of years ago this is the squad that like was nearly in the Champions League no absolutely I mean um, that's the thing we've not changed the squad much in those in those last two years since we finished fifth twice in a row broadly the same group of players yeah definitely the same core um, you know Tielemans Madison and Diddy in that midfield three yeah. um, Vardy up front he's not been firing I, I just I, you know he's not scored yet has he he hasn't what a something that will frustrate him a lot I'm sure yeah and <sighs> There's obviously got a bit of a selection dilemma between him, Daka, and then and obviously Ian Archer. I mean, Ian Archer and Daka, they came on and scored in that first two minutes that they got their kind of run in. You know, then Daka scored again. Obviously, Madison's on the mad one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a bit of a... So it's a bit of a weird one and a frustrating one, um, just that whole match. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't... I tried to defend Rogers, but at this point, I, I still think he's a decent manager, and that won't, I won't change my opinion on that. I do think he's good, it, but yeah. is he is he 
is he he's I don't I don't know, he just needs that refresh. And I think that would bring other players into the fold. You've got your Soyunshu, um oh. and a couple others who you know, who are not getting utilized at all. Yeah. And maybe a fresh pair of eyes who doesn't have whatever bias because we all know he basically said after the, the Nottingham game in the FA Cup that somebody's you know, he basically just called them out, didn't he? And that's hard to come back from that as a manager. Once you have publicly said you're a bit shit. It's a bit difficult for that relationship to ever mend properly. Yeah, probably. I think he knowingly burned some bridges then, expecting for those play- various players to leave. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, no. And yeah, it kind of didn't happen. Uh, and he's like, ah, now I've got to make the most of this. Yeah, absolutely, and it's yeah, it's not yeah, it's not a great look at the minute, <laughs> say the least. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. It, like I said, I I don't know. I've almost kind of just done talking about it. I'm like I said, I hopefully we go again. We've got the early kickoff with Crystal Palace, who are a bit of an arch nemesis for us. I remember the year Puel got sacked. It was the five nil that what they they basically scored an aggregate ten nil against us that season. You know, Zaha ran absolute bedlam up the side and just turned uh, Maguire uh, and Evans around just completely. Um, don't know if he quite got a hat trick. I think he at least got a brace in both games mm. or something. But if I remember correctly, but yeah, you know, Palace is going to be interesting. They've done. They they started off well, but have now tapered off. I'm hoping that maybe the beginning of Nottingham Forest wasn't maybe the trigger of form for all our games, but maybe. Um, our home games, our home games, we seem to be a little more stabilised. You know, Brentford was two, you know, two all. And, oh, sorry, well, was it two all? Yeah, Brentford was. It two was all. two all. Yeah, you know, that was two all. Obviously, the four nil. Um, there maybe just that bit more confidence, and hopefully, like I said, the fans would get behind the boys. You know, regardless of their feelings or thoughts on on Rogers, and yeah, just really, yeah, scream the roof down and really back back them and be that 12th man um, because we're going to need it and you know Palace won't be a pushover they've been quite good I watch them play against Leeds you know it's going to be an yeah. interesting midfield battle and they're going to hit down the sides and with Castagna I don't know if Castagna's out I know he was kind of taken off because his face swirled but yeah he seemed to get elbowed in the face he said I look like he did get caught yeah Without that kind of physicality from him, I'm hoping we could find physicality elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, I hope so as well. And um, yeah, I think my thing with Rogers, he, I agree with you, he's a good manager, but what he's shown at Liverpool as well is that when things start to go wrong, he doesn't seem to know how to write them. No, and this is, way, and this is not unusual for a lot of managers. A lot of managers have a very prescribed way of how they manage things and the players they prefer, and it's not unusual to do that. I think it takes quite a phenomenal manager to really get a lot out of people. You know, you talk about Alex Ferguson, you know, yes. you talk about great managers. They, they're the ones, but, they're him and others are gone. But I'm not talking about my tactical system is starting to get figured out. But I'll stick with it because I know it. I trust it. I'm talking about things like the players are forgetting how to do the basics. Yes. Right? 
It's yeah. like we struggled for what a year and a half with really bad set pieces. We do seem to have figured out how to defend set pieces this season. To be fair, mm. right? Because actually, I think our record defending set pieces this season is fairly decent. It, it's about what you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. It's it's average now instead of awful. Though the commentators don't seem to have realised that yet. Um, they still mm-hmm. go, oh, set piece, is it? Are the Leicester going to be nervous and concede? Mm, we're doing all right with them this year, right? But it was a case of you should know how to help a team who's struggling with set pieces get better. You should know if a team's struggling with defensive shape, what drills to run to keep the, to help them keep their shape. Yeah, like, no, part, of it, yeah. part of it is identify what is the team doing poorly and help them get better at it, especially if it's like a weakness other teams are exploiting. And good managers do know how to do that, right? I, no, I think, absolutely. you know, Pep at Man City, how do you beat that team? Anytime you like find a weakness with them, Pep finds a way to nullify the weakness. Klopp at Liverpool has for a long time been the same. It's why I've been saying Sean Dyche would be a good replacement. Because I think Sean Dyche would be the manager to fix our weaknesses. Yeah, I just... Sean Dyche, he's got, um, for, you know, maybe unfairly a bit of a reputation, obviously, a bit of a, oh, I'll, I'll keep you buoyant in the Premier League. But, I mean, he, he, he felt the same fate. You know, he kind of kept doing it, kept them in a, you know, batting above... You know, effect. I'm not that. You know, their ability, financially speaking. You know, he he made a, he yeah. got a lot out of that squad, and then obviously they didn't back in one window, and it all obviously went by the wayside. And I imagine he did. And I think you know Rogers has made that statement quite clear. He's not gone as quite aggressively as maybe Nigel Pearson or uh, Sean Dyche would have done. But Sean Dyke, sorry. Um, uh, maybe he should have. I don't know. I do think. I do think the club has been incredibly cautious. And I say this, I think it's peculiar that we've been so cautious yet West Ham, and I know they're in a conference, but it's not, you know, they spent a lot of money in that window. They spent a lot of money. You know, I think someone made a point on Twitter or Facebook or something about there's something in the water in Midlands. There's us, there's Wolves, um, you know, Villa, uh, um, just trying to think. Yeah, I saw Forest. an athletic article which was why are all the Midlands teams struggling? Yeah, and yeah, there's been, it's, it, it, you know, I don't know, correlations and causation, of course, but it is peculiar that all of us in the Midlands are just, there's no good team in the Midlands at the minute. It's all kind of a race to the bottom. And then, you know, then West Ham, West Ham is quite comparable to Leicester where they are on a, and things. I know they've got the European football in the midweek, but they spent a ton of money lot yeah. in the window. They spent what? They they spent a lot. I know they think they sold a lot as well. To be fair, but you know they spent a lot of money to rejuvenate that squad. And you know they're kind of like, oh, you know, we're winning in Europe. But in fact, it kind of reminds me about you know when we got into Champions League, and it's like, oh, we're in the quarterfinals. Holy shit, we're in seventeenth <laughs> in the league. Mm. It was a weird. It was a weird position to be in. Um, if I remember rightly, but yeah, it really yeah. was, wasn't it? And that was um, Champions League, West Ham. So if any of you weirdos are listening, just you know, we we failed with better, <laughs> and then we clawed back to 14th. If I if I remember, yeah, it was 14th, then ninth, ninth, and then fifth, fifth, and now hopefully and now. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping top table, you know, top after table, still the goal for us. 
even I know that might be a bit of an ask at the minute, I but we got a string of runs together. Yeah, very ambitious right now. But then again, you see it all the time with clubs in the Premier League who are struggling, and then they go, finally, okay, we'll get rid of the manager, we'll get a new person in, and then they do go on the run. I don't know. But I I don't know. I'd almost want a a manager who'd want... um, But if we're going to get a manager, and I think this is the other hard aspect as well, you're going to want to find a manager who's going to live with the situation we have you know if you you're interviewing if i was interviewing for the job let's say i was some prestigious manager and like, okay cool, cool i've got all these ideas i want to do this how are you going to invest in my ideas oh well mm. that's the funny thing we don't oh i don't well, know if they'll look fun. at that i don't know if that'll happen so much because you've made the point earlier like our early episodes that hey we've got a new stadium coming it will improve our income of course right so we can look at that and say look We've got these streams of money coming in. We've got some money we can spend from selling Fafana. We're going to, you know, we've got these players we plan to move on. And we can probably put together if we move on some, you know, especially because you talk to the new manager and they might say, you know, I don't think these players will fit with my system. And then you can move on those players and buy, you know, we can we can find the money, is my point. Yeah, okay. You know, so, I, so I was thinking maybe, maybe in the short term, I don't know how much they'll want to spend in the January window. I think they oh, will. Probably but I don't think they will want to splash. I don't think they will do like a full rebuild or refresh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of spending in the January transfer window, I've mm. been seeing rumours in um, a rather disreputable newspaper, to be fair, that I won't say the name of, because <laughs> uh, it's my least favourite newspaper out there, that we're linked to Donny van den Beek, a Dutch international, plays for, well, I say plays for Man United, he's out on loan at the moment. Um, he's a versatile midfielder who can play anywhere in the midfield. I wonder if that includes on the right wing. Yeah, I feel like he'd be another one that's like, oh, we need someone on the right wing and still kind of draw more centrally and almost a bit like how Madison's been getting played on the right wing lately. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a funny signing when I look at it. It's like, well, midfield isn't... Well, maybe midfield is kind of where we're weak, is where we tend to like <laughs> give the game away a bit, isn't it, sometimes? We've got a lot of good midfielders. Don't we? Yeah, and no, Didi, absolutely. I'm mid- I think Barnes. midfielders are definitely one of our strongest suits. Um, yeah, and then you talk about four. It's the wings. I mean, you talk about Barnes. So Barnes, yeah, it's good. If you're talking about attack, that final third, we're stacked yeah. for strikers. We're stacked for attacking midfielders, you know, central attacking midfielders. So you could put Perez there. You can put Ian Archer there, I'd argue. Um, probably yeah. more as a supporting. You've made that point a few times as well. Yeah. I and I agree was... with you. I agree with Ian Archer on the right wing. Yeah, no, I, mean, I meant him essentially. He, I think he could play, not maybe quite like a Madison, but I think he could definitely play sort of a, a, a number 10. He's got that kind of left foot, always yeah. in a good position. And he, he does, he, you know, whilst he, also, he scores, he also creates. And I don't know, I, at some point, I do wonder, <laughs> you know, for, for Man City, right, I reckon we should just treat that as a preseason and just go weird and just try out something we've never done before <laughs> to see if it does something different and throws people off. I don't see Rogers doing that. I don't either, but I i mean, with Haaland, I, I honestly, I don't know, I think I said this last podcast, I, 
yeah, I dread that game. That's going to be a how much are we getting our asses kicked, not if we're getting our asses kicked. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had TV fixtures for that month published yet as we record. Because recording Monday, they're due out Tuesday. Mm. But at least I'm pretty sure we haven't. But yeah, I'm dreading seeing that one on TV probably as well. Yeah, I, I'm um, hoping they don't opt for it. But to be honest, I'm kind of a bit... You know, it's my daughter's birthday. Um, uh, well, I was doing the Palace match, and I, I'm inclined just to go and enjoy some nice time with my daughter and ignore <laughs> ignore the football. I, I know that's bad, and you know you should stick them through thick and thin. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't want to be upset on her, on her second. <laughs> honestly, yeah, going and spending time with your two year old daughter is a perfectly <laughs> good reason to miss a match. I think it takes a very hardcore fan, overly so to argue otherwise. Uh, shall we talk about a little bit of good news? Yes, of course, please. <laughs> so we've got a loan manager, Robert Hooth, the legend. Robert <sighs> Hooth is back. He is our loan manager. Um, for those who don't know, your loan manager is basically there to help find good loans for some of your, your young players who want to go out on loan, who sh- should be going out on loan, and to kind of offer them guidance while they're out on loan. So yeah. he'll be the one, you know, checking in with our loaned out players, saying, how are you doing? Are you happy there? And if the player's saying, you know, stuff like, yeah, I'm good, They're probably doing match reports, letting Rogers and the coaching team know, you know, how has the player been doing? This, you know, they played this match. This is what they did. This is how they've been improving. And, um, yeah, also probably if the player's, like, saying, okay, they're doing this in training. How do I help fit in? Whatever help ah, to offer them that advice as well. I should imagine. Um, well, I don't actually know about the last bit. Yeah, no. Hoof is a, he's a really interesting guy. Um, you know, and I think yeah, I think he'd be a really good loan manager. I was surprised to hear him coming back. I would have, I would have thought more like Wes Morgan. I I thought Hoof. I remember he did a um, an interview a while back being like he's done with football once he kind of left he was kind of tapped out of football but it's interesting mm. to see he's come back I remember that interview I'm like alright oh, wow I guess it is quite taxing and once you've been doing it I probably as a career for 10-15 years and it's every day of your life it does probably get a bit old hat but it's interesting to see he's come back and he's quite a strong figure you know and I, I reckon that will be quite good for a lot of the like you said, the guys on loan and the advice he given, the resilience. You know, he would have been part of a, um, you know, teams that would have really been scrapping, not high flying sort of team. So yeah, it'd be good. Um, and hopefully, like I said, he will continue the tradition of uh, developing our players. You know, especially like Ben Nelson. Um, he's a you know really yeah. promising upcomer uh, from the uh, development squads and you know he's captaining England and all this so and now he's kind yeah. of cutting his teeth in the senior football in we League should say two. captaining England at like age group levels <laughs> sorry yes who, for anyone who hears that and thinks what I've, I've not heard of this guy I'm sure I'd heard of England captain captaining England at what uh, yeah age, under 17 level I think is it I think it's under 17s or under 19s I can't I can't rightly recall, but you know, he, he he clearly seems to be favoured. He's playing regularly for them. He's cutting his teeth in League Two. He's still very young. He yeah. could be. I don't know. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. But he could be the English Fofana, um, mm. who my thoughts are with him. Just as a side note, um, I'm, I'm sad to see that he had the ACL. I know 
some people sort of jeered and stuff like that, but I, I genuinely uh, felt for him. Um, yeah, that you know, I understand why he went, and you know, I'd rather he stayed, but it yeah. is what it is, and I don't wish ill on people like that. And yeah, hopefully he makes yeah, a speedy recovery. With who's coming back in? Uh, it's um, mm. yeah, obviously he he was one of our legendary title-winning players. I think he was a regular starter for us that season as well, wasn't he? Alongside Wes Morgan. And seeing back, you said that you know when he retired, he was said he was probably going to be done from football. But I guess he's been gone for four years, right? He hasn't played since what twenty seventeen. Something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. God, yeah, yeah. I forgot he retired shortly after. Yeah, so yeah. yeah no, he's re- he's been out for a long time, and maybe, maybe his bills to pay. Maybe he just came back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he retired in 2019, um, having left the club at the end of 2018. Mm. I think he he hadn't found a new club, and he missed the entire of the 2017 and 18 season, um, injured basically. So it's one of the things that you know the world of football will draw you back. I'm glad to have him back with us. Yeah, I mean, such a character. I mean, yeah. um, I I brought a friend who wasn't overly familiar with us um, as a club and players, and um, he he came uh, he, he came on. I can't remember the game now, but um, yeah, and people were just going hoof, kind of similar to the Fuchs thing, and he he thought we were booing him. And I was like, no, yeah. no, it's, if we just say his name, but like that. Obviously, Fuchs was similar as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, brilliant guy, really yeah. strong character. He got was on a hat trick against Man City. There's not many people who could see. Yeah, that. he was on. Do you know? You know, the Athletic did that list of like the 50 greatest Premier League performances ever. Mm, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That brace against Man City was, I think, the first one of those they released. Yeah, he was in there. Um, I'm not sure, but it was definitely one of the first ones. I remember that now. Yeah, it was really, yeah. It's a really good series, actually. Not that I'm a shell for the athletic, but um, yeah. Shh, I, shh, I, no, I, we're, we're plugging it, remember, but it's all funding this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. All I'm saying is if they want to sponsor us, and I'll mention my favorite athletic article I've read every single time we do this, just like slipping it in there, subtle, subtle like, we're no, up they'd... for it. Joe yeah. Divine, can you hear me? And it's, Sorry. Other bit of good news. Um, we've got uh, a sponsor has extended with us to the end of next season now, and they've started sponsoring the women's team too. You, oh, wow. you know who is, or do I need to uh, lay it out no, for you? you? Have to, no, you have to lay it out for me. I was trying to, sorry, my brain's drawn a blank, yeah. All right, fair enough. I think I walked straight into that one. It's Walkers! Oh, and God, yes. You- I yeah. hope the Americans got the pun. Uh, yeah. Get it? It, it's 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 lays for anyone who's overseas. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Walkers. Yeah, no. Obviously, um, they they've got the factory just outside Leicester City. Yeah, I, I I should be on this. I I'm the crisp commander, aren't I? You know. I, yeah, uh, you are. <laughs> it's like a really sad version of the Cobra Commander. And to, <laughs> I'm gonna say to me, you know, like the the shirts the team wore when you were about ten years old are always like the iconic ones to you. Yeah. So to me it was always the the Walker's Crisp sponsors on the shirts was the iconic sponsors. Absolutely. 
but you know, um, you know, Walkers, and they're sponsoring the women's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, they said that. That's good, and I know they—they're—he's either their company or the parent company. Pep, yeah, it was their parent company, PepsiCo, is um, yeah, is big they're, trying to sponsor women's football just as a general pursuit, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're very keen on women's sports in general. So you know, I mean, it's extended to the end of next season. I imagine that'll get extended more. Yeah, uh, of course. I think they sponsor a few women's teams, maybe now, but that's that's good. That's all good. It probably is. There's a lot of women's football around Leicester. In fact, one of the weird things, if you're looking to be a ref, um, women's games play about 20 quid more match <laughs> on average at uh, level four. <laughs> just just so you know, they, yeah, they do. They pay more than men's typically. Oh, nice. That, that's useful to know. I was going to say, I actually know, I think is it Burton Ladies play around... Um, I can't remember if it's called that. They're... they're not that far from Leicester. Yeah, and of course, you're obviously just down the road, but, aren't um, they? But it's not not Burton Albion, I should say, because they're you know mm-hmm. better teams than that. Um, but I do actually have like a friend of mine who I know from elsewhere uh, plays for Burton Ladies. All right. Um, it was. I I know that they can't be a brilliant team because. When she when she first told me she was playing for them, I asked her what position she was playing. She played. She said, yeah, mm. I've played a match. I've played a match. So like, what position did you play? She said, I'm not sure. Right. I think now she understands what being a left back means, but she she was That's fair enough. They have to <laughs> start was... somewhere, don't they? Yeah, I know. Um it is so you know, we're clearly not talking WSL teams, but um no. yeah, not quite a professional outfit, but you know, amateur football clubs are fine. You know, I, I have to admit, I, I play five a side, and I've barely realised I'm a goalkeeper sometimes. Um, actually, is that, fun fact: is that I the scored. You, you've been getting from your teammates. You know, you're the goalkeeper, right? <laughs> well, you funny you say that. I actually scored as the goalkeeper, and what can only be described as a petulant strike for myself. I booted it from my <laughs> from my uh, goal area <laughs> straight into goal because I caught him off guard and no one was really paying attention. But I was quite annoyed that um, they had just, the guy kept passing back to me, <laughs> or our defenders just kept passing back to me. So I was like, just go forward, and I punted it and I scored. So my uh, first and last goal as a as an orange on that team, uh, as the orange team as it was, uh, yeah, was was a petulant boot from across the, across the field. <laughs> I mean, what's the length of a five-a-side pitch? It's it's not particularly long. I I I, 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 oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, it's like that's more impressive when it's not uh, when it's a full-size pitch. But just yeah, to put it's... in context, they're quite short goals. They're usually just below your shoulder, or they're at least yeah, below yeah. my shoulder. So the the keeping it down was probably the more impressive thing than getting if, it across the pitch. If I say it's a forty-yard strike, that that sounds all right. I just, it was not, it was not forty yards. I mean, it probably twenty at most, but it was just a. <laughs> I think it was just no one was. I wasn't expect. I was hard. You know, I told them, oh, you yeah, know, I gave it a go, but I, I sort of they came clean at the end. Like, no, I just punted it because I was really annoyed and I happened to keep it low. And I don't think the keeper was expecting it. And they were just. I think they were all just hoping it would go out because was, I clearly just a, kicked it out of anchor. Was there a Ian Atro scored a goal where it looked like he like almost just tripped over the ball and ended up in the net? Yeah, someone asked him like that goal did you mean it and he said of course I meant it 
and they were laughing about it in the match today studio saying one no he clearly didn't but two <laughs> you always say you meant it and three you shouldn't ask that question <laughs> you're you're not you're all you're doing is putting the player in an awkward situation you're not going to get a good sound bite out of it anyway no. think of our former man city player uh, we've got man city in the super league yes on Sunday at 2 o'clock on the WSL Player, which you can watch. If it's not broadcast on TV where you are, you'll be able to watch it for free on WSL. You mean the FA Player, yeah. On the FA Player, yes. Sorry. It might as well be the WS player, WSL Player, but yeah, no, yeah. I know yeah, you know, they do it... occasionally run a championship game on there, don't they? But... <laughs> Yeah, they do like the honorary one. It was very difficult to watch games from Leicester in the championship. But yeah, no, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, a lot of our team been doing well in internationals. We've got a lot of, um, you know, development England players, um, which I think says a lot about the squads. I mean, I know Bedford obviously kind of came from those ranks. I can't remember what level exactly, but I know she was one of the yeah, youth coaches. She, an assistant coach, I think, wasn't she? Yeah, and obviously she's 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 sort of spied that talent and is now trying to develop it at a senior level. But yeah, a lot of a lot of good work out there. Um, you know, I think uh, Ava Baker got a brace for England for the under seventeens, albeit against Estonia. No disrespect to Estonia, but um, you know, I mean, goals are goals. No goals are goals, right? She she scored you know sixty six percent of the goals that so. Oh no, no! I'm gonna to have to correct myself. She's she's scored. Sorry, she scored the one. She's scored two goals in in the campaign so far for the under 17 women's Euros. That's my mistake. So I mis I misunderstood that. No, um, but yeah, no, she, you know, they, that's good to see her doing that. Um, we've got a couple other players playing. We had CJ Bot for New Zealand um, in their sort of qualifiers for. Actually, I think it was just a friendly against Japan. Curiously enough, Nigeria also played Japan, but I'm not sure if Plunter played. I'm not she playing at the minute. I can't remember if she was injured again or not. I've got to admit, I haven't been following the women's internationals uh, as closely enough. as I should. Um, for someone who does this. Um, but we're playing Man City, right, on yes. Sunday. And last year, I think Man City were a team who would have filled us with dread. We played them in the um, in the Conti Cup, where they utterly demolished us. Yes. Although, we should say, in fairness, they utterly demolished our second-string team in a dead rubber. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, it was definitely... Uh, it definitely bled in quite a few players, didn't it, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they, they had some good results against last year. But they are a team who are really struggling this year. I wouldn't have said at the end of last season that Man City might be a team we can pick up points against. No, no, I do think it's it's certainly a possibility, but yeah, no, I am. Um, yeah, well, let's just it, look at their yeah. results so far. Right, they've lost both games they've played this season. Right, they lost to Chelsea, which um, okay, everyone loses to Chelsea in the Women's Super League, and they lost to Aston Villa who, to be fair, are a much stronger team than they were last year. But they've, they're in a team in such flux, right? They've lost five of their starting players from last season. Mm. And they haven't really got replacements in. I'm actually looking at this match thinking, 
you know, mm. I'm not sure I'd put us as favourites. I'm not sure I'd, I'd say you know that matches. But I think the big goals, won. you know, with, with Villa, yeah, like you said, Villa got four three. Um, so I'm just looking yeah. up, yeah, four three, and this is still yeah. a match that we're not likely to win, but. I think this is this might be one where it's worth like having a cheeky bet on us causing an upset if I was a betting man. Yeah, I think we definitely could pick up points. I think a you know a draw uh, could be good. It's on the road, so I think anything on the road, you know, should be yeah, you know, sniffed at. You know, we you know Man City originally was the um, first. You know, I think they were the first uh, English team to get win the treble. Uh, win a treble in this country. It's possible. Um... I remember it's because Pep made a big thing about it. It's like, oh, how do you feel about Man City getting the treble? And she goes, we're not the first team. We're the first men's team. He very made, made a very clear point on that, didn't he? Out of respect to the women's side. Oh, all right. Yeah. There I don't know why one. and how I remember that, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, that was one that was completely new to me. I'll just look at how they did against us last year. Last year, at their place, they beat us 4-0. Yeah, and 4-1 at our place. So, I would argue our side is stronger this season, though, with a lot more yeah, seasoned defenders. Our side's stronger. Yeah. We still struggle a bit with getting goals over the line, mm. um, which I, I'm just not sure what exactly to do about that in the short term, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll find a way. I think, you know, it, obviously Man City are a bit leaky. They're, obviously, they've, con- they've conceded five goals in two games. I'm, we're likely to scrape one. I think we just need to keep our cool. I think one thing I've noticed about Leicester City women is some of the games I've watched, I've gone over a few highlights, is there's a bit of... Sometimes we get into this a bit of panic. Mm. And I don't know if that's slightly inexperienced and just sort of eagerness, but there's definitely a air of panic sometimes. And yeah. We've had that towards the end of the the Everton match. It's just yeah, felt yeah. like panic stations and they just wanted to see it out and like you said yeah they wanted to take the point and you know I 100% respect that but it was just just silly panic I mean me I mean, it feels yeah. a lot more like a team a bit inexperienced I mean it's a very young team mm, oh yeah of course right? and to me when, when I see them kind of make mistakes it does feel a lot more like people who are still trying to find their feet and still learning what to do in those situations at their level mm. then it does feel like players who are losing concentration or anything else um but yeah I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this match i think it could be an exciting one i'll definitely sit myself down on sunday and watch it yeah it'd be good actually sunday watch i think yeah that was a good show yeah 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 uh, and then uh hopefully and probably more enjoyable than the men's not to be too negative but yeah the, yeah <laughs> easier watch yeah. for certain <laughs> Although you never know, this could be the game Man City decide. Right, we've had two bad games. Time to sh- time to fuck someone up. Absolutely. I, I don't know. It could be one where we steal a sneaky underdog point, or even a sneaky underdog three points. Or it could be the, or it could be the time Man City. Not decides. to jump ahead of myself, but yeah, no, I, three points on the road as well at this time of the season. I mean, we're in eleventh in the league, uh, the the Super yeah. League. Um, so yeah, I mean, three solid points would get us in the makings, you know, and ahead of Man City, strangely enough, and possibly oh, yeah. Reading. So it'd be good to have Reading in the dust. I think from what we can make out so far, Reading are the easy pickings. Not to be cruel to them, but they are going to be the the, the lighter yeah. options, especially since Liverpool's picked up their three points 
already. Um, but yeah, it's going to have to be. Um, yeah, we're going to have yeah, to be I, careful. I'm just looking like we uh, we only picked up three points on the road last year. Yeah, that was against Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham who, City. Um, that was kind of the deciding match, really. That was the big six pointer, wasn't it? To decide, yeah, who was going to be on the bottom, and who wasn't. And again, they we had a worse goal difference than they did. So, yep. Um, so this it feels like one of those games. Though I don't think I can pick. I like the seven four. Is like could go many ways. I'm not really willing to pin myself to a scoreline. But I am going to say more in hopes and expectation, a cheeky 1-0 to us. I think there'll be more goals than that. I, I'd, I'd go with a... I'm going to go with like a 2-1 to us, just to, just for a laugh. I think they'll score. I think they'll get one in. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet, but I do think well, maybe a bit of confidence, maybe a good... Because we seem to be good at set pieces. Um, mm. uh, this is really poor. What was her, what's her name? We've got uh, Perfield. She's quite a good set piece taker. I think it's her that keeps taking the set pieces. She's. I was actually thinking, yeah, you could do that. You know, she could be back up to Madison. She seems to do quite good at <laughs> curling balls into the box. Um, might be a bit of a step up into the Premier League, but you know, she might be I up for it. We've definitely joked sometimes watching the women deliver and defend set pieces, saying, "Can we draft these? Can we draft these girls into like for set yeah. pieces when when men are doing them?" Um, but okay, so that's the Man City preview. Let's talk a little bit about Crystal Palace. Yeah, I like I was saying earlier the the power of Palace. It's going to be it's going to be a dogged game. It's going to be tough. I think obviously we're going to be on the attack, and they will happily try and counter. They've got some brilliant attackers, um, Edward, um, Edward, uh, and uh, Saha, and. Oh, I can't even. There's a couple yeah. of just good players. So, They've got a good litter of players to really pick from, and it's not going to be easy. <laughs> they have players who can hurt us. Absolutely. Um, and they won't, you know, our defense will have to be on it, which concerns me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Our defense will have to certainly be on it. Uh, there's no switching off against this side. Um, you know, Leeds and them, very physical. Uh, game, but let's say that Leeds, I think, make every game they go into physical. I don't know if that's something their manager is just particularly keen on. Um, mm. Considering he's already been, you know, he's already been uh, booked and taken off the the bench already. It's quite early in the season for a manager to get that. But, uh, anyways, yeah, you know, it's going to be a tough match. Um, they've done well considering they don't have Conor Gallagher. Um, but saying that Conor Gallagher hasn't been great for Chelsea, he might have been better off staying at. Crystal Palace, but maybe the temptation of uh, greener fields got the better of him. But no, they've done really well. Their defender Anderson is going to be tough to break as well. He, they seem to he he's he's a he seems to be a bit of a rock at the back. In fact, you know, I'd, if money wasn't an option, I'd certainly say we should look in to see if we could tempt him away <laughs> to us. But he he he, he impressed me at least. Um, he seemed to be quite good, and he also seemed to be good about taking the ball forward. So it wasn't just like he was a no non, you know, no nonsense kind of centre back. He was kind of a modern centre back as well with the yeah. ability to take the ball up. I do think our midfield is where we're going to have to play this. I, I swear, down that if if Rogers is in the you know in the position and he gives up the midfield again, like he did against Spurs and he did again against um, 
Brighton and Brentford. You know, yeah. we, we need we need that midfield. The midfield is, is the only thing helping us. Def, you know, with that defense and that attack, we need that transition because that's where we really get hit is in transition. So if we can do that, we can keep that midfield going. I'd like to see a four-three-three. Dewsbury Hall is prime. Maybe even give like Dennis Pratt a run out. I mean, he when he when he played for us, he used to just run up and down that pitch. Yeah. You know, not not to you know allude to how much he looks like all Brighton, but he did kind of run up and down like all Brighton does. I do think maybe a bit of rotation. I'd like to maybe some players who haven't been playing that well need a bit of a. Maybe not quite kick up the ass, but just a bit of a firm reminder that there are other players on the team and say, you know, motivate those players with a chance to play at home in front of their fans. Yeah, and, yeah. and also just kind of just just give a little fire in the bellies because that's part of it, isn't it? And I think, you know, and then that might make the substitutes more of an impact. Because at the minute, it does feel like Perez just kind of comes on and goes, fine, I guess I should earn my money this week, you know. <laughs> he's not, mot- he knows he's not going to break in, but I think maybe. Maybe just shake it up a little bit, see if we could do something different. But here's hoping. But yeah, Palace, it's going to be tough. They're going to be physical. Yeah, they're it's be the early kickoff. So they're a team who've annoyed us a few times, if I yeah. remember rightly as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tricky front line. Are you Edward Zaha? Decore in this middle of their midfield's good. Yeah, they've got decent midfield, and, you know, not to take away from Elise is He looks really good. The French yep. player. And um, do I remember right that Schlupp scored against us last time we played? Of course he did. Of course he did. It's, it's the classic thing, isn't it? You have to score against your old team. Yeah, it's it's, it's almost a fundamental law of physics. Um, their goalkeeper had a bit of a weird one, though. If he might be kind of the one to 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 mess with. You know, he'd be almost the only weak link I would see in that back line, assuming he's the same. I don't know if he's been like that every game, but the last game I happened to see it against Leeds and he was a bit wobbly. Mm. He he made some very interesting decisions. Um which I think is a bit unlike him. He's quite usually a bit of a solid player. But yeah, Anderson they got um I'm not sure how to pronounce his surname, but he plays for England. Mark Guer Gui. Um you feel free to message me and tell me how to do that properly, but I'm surprised I've not oh, seen him. I don't play. know either. Yeah, but he he seems quite good. But yeah, lots Gwen. of talent on that home. Yeah, lots of talent inside. Lots, you know. Um, but they've they've not been having a great run of it lately. You know, they they haven't won a game. You know, in in all matches since um, Oxford in the cup, and then they beat Villa three one. Um, they rarely keep a clean sheet, so I'm hoping for goals. Yeah, they've not. They only kept a clean sheet against uh, Newcastle, which is no, considering how they whomped on Brentford, is uh, no small feat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, bad. hopefully we can find something. I think there'll be goals. Um, if you're gonna put a gun to my head, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it. I'm, I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna call it a two-one for us. You think a two-one for us? I I have a feeling that home form is going to be a big deal for us this season, and I think we'll get another bounce. And I think hopefully Rogers has had a sit down with the team, and they've been honest. And then, like I said, we get a little bit of changeover and stuff like that. But we'll see. I fear we will be disappointed. I've kind of been thinking, yeah. I, I after watching Bournemouth, something I don't think we'll. I, I think we'll throw this one away. I'm sad to say. And if we do, I think it's safe to say that I mean Rogers will have to go. Um, I've, yeah, 
you know, I've seen some silliness on Twitter about he got sacked today or something. It's clearly not happened, at least not as far as recording of this album. But yeah, I think it's a bit last chance saloon. But I feel we've said this a few times now. Last chance saloon, last chance saloon. Yeah, we keep saying it and it keeps not happening. Yeah, and I, I don't want to start saying it, but do we need to start questioning the ownership? I mean, that it feels like sacrilege even considering it at this stage, but it's testing my faith a bit, you know. And I know he wrote, you know, about that long... I think in long term, we'll be okay. I don't mm. fear relegation at this stage. I think it'll be a tough period, but this is going to be very definitive about is it going to be a relegation scrap or is it going to be a mid-table dogfight? Um, and yeah, I just pray that the ownership and the you know the you know Susan Whalen and all of them have a bit of a ace up their sleeve about all right if there's there's a plan B here we go we'll go for a manager um you know in a perfect world assuming you know you had infinite resources potch but I don't yeah, know, what, it's what, one what of are those you saying for it then <laughs> it's one of those things right when when you I would like to think that the team the ownership would get a replacement lined up before they fire Rogers. Yes. Right? That that would be my main thing. Um, I would be shocked if he's not on a performance improvement plan or whatever the uh, manager equivalent of that is. I well, don't mean I imagine that literally. Board review, I imagine he's having to go in front of the board every time and explain what he's going to do. But, I mean, I've been asking some tough questions. I do wonder if Top is a bit softer than his father. It's possible. I do think Fichai um, would have been a lot harsher about this. Yeah. I, I, I think that seems likely. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, you've predicted 2-1 win for us. I'm going to go and say I think 2-2. Two, two. I think if we concede a goal, I think we're going to concede a second. But you think we'll scrape the point, do you? Well, I just can't bring myself to say publicly I think we'll lose. <laughs> Even though I already have said I think we'll throw it away, I can't make myself commit to that. Yeah, so I, think be, I think there'll be goals for sure. But um, yeah, it's going to be about containing the flanks and stuff. And yeah. so if Castagna's out, that's definitely going to be a challenge. Because Castagna on, against Zaha, I can buy that. Justin, I can as well. But I'd, I'd worry for Thomas on, on the left if he, if he got brought in on the left, if Castagna's out. But... Again, we're looking thin on that back line. You know, Ricardo's well, out, Castagna could be out, you know, Vestigard is throwing it away in the under twenty threes if you well sorry, the under twenty ones now. I've done yeah. seen that misery. I've been getting pinged on my phone during this. It is not looking great. Yeah, as we went into recording this, the under twenty ones had just kicked off a match against who are they even playing? Is it Fulham? Fulham under-21s, yeah. Fulham under-21s. So the team he turned down joining the senior team of, and Vestergaard was putting that team on the back line, presumably just to get some minutes in his legs, keep him a modicum of match fitness in, and within the first 20 minutes, he's conceded an own goal. Yeah, Yeah. followed by six more goals, and he is the centre of a back three from what I I made out from Twitter, you know, based on the formation they sent out. Yeah, it's not a great look. And then when people go, oh, maybe we should consider him, I very much... Uh, yeah, it's it's My frustrating. Goodness. Yeah, Just, I haven't even looked at that. 
yeah, it's it's not great. It doesn't make for great reading. So, and that's unfortunate because the under twenty ones are starting to get a bit of momentum and had some good wins. But the key difference is Vestergaard was playing this time, and it yes, yeah. yeah, so it it's not boding well for the the last Dane that we have at the moment. Well, actually, no tell alive. We've got Iverson, so second best Dane at the club. <laughs> yeah, not great, not great at all. Um, maybe it's a prove your worth kind of thing to to Rogers because he wanted to fight for a place, didn't he? And I think uh, if I was yeah. Rogers and I saw this, I'd be like, well, no, I'm not picking you over. I'd rather play Solinchu, who is wherever the hell he is at the minute hiding under a rock <laughs> yeah yeah. I think that's the reason we need to get new management just to help these players who are frozen out get back in yeah I'm One hoping it's just that unless it is just so interesting to decide that he's just checked out uh, and that does happen and it's insanely unprofessional but yeah well I'm going to go and say that we've been running out of time now Mm. on this recording um, so we will be back next week with what will be quite a long episode probably unless I can like I'll do what I can to keep if it's a repeat of the Bournemouth game I promise you now it's going to be a short thing we screwed up <laughs> after so much time and I'm yeah. done how's Rogers sacked or who is his replacement well, um, yeah okay, so, so the Crystal Palace preview uh, review next week might be short see how that game goes but we've also got we'll have the Manchester City game in the WSL to give you a brief review of and then a lot of games to preview because we'll be playing Leeds and Wolves that week in the Premier League and we will be playing Manchester United in the WSL Women's Super League that week and we'll have Liverpool in the Conti, uh, Continental Tires Cup the Women's Equivalent the League Cup as well so there's four games to preview in the next episode and then the episode after that, four games to review. And I guess that will really be a fun one to edit. <laughs> but I think for now, shall we leave it there and come back next week? Yes, yeah, so, and hopefully in better, in better spirits. Like I said, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, actually, I'm in quite good spirits. It's just, you know, when it comes to Leicester, it's a tough thing, but hopefully you're sticking with us and just yeah. cheer on the boys. You can, regardless of how you feel about Rogers, cheer on the boys and then make your thoughts known at the end at the end of the game but, and make sure you make it clear who you're annoyed at. But till then, mm. thanks for having us. Yeah, I mean, I had a bit of... I was actually, just on the way out, I was going to say it's... Um, I was going to watch the rugby to try and make myself feel better because Leicester's Tigers are good, right? Defending Premiership champions. No, they lost to Sail Sharks after getting battered by Saracens the week before. It wasn't wasn't fun. But hey, Leicester Riders have won their won their last game. So this is when we've suddenly become a basketball <laughs> podcast. Um they're not flying quite as high as they did last year but uh, whatever they're they're defending champions as well (laughs) Uh, anyway now yeah do you you want to give that goodbye again since I really stomped all over it (laughs) no uh, thank you for having us it's yeah hopefully we've got some good things to talk about like I've said remember the back of the boys no matter how you know rain or shine you've got to got to give them that love and make oh, sure yes. that make sure that we try and drive it home we're at home it's our best chance to to nail it so my appeal is you know we can't do much but hopefully people will will back them and come hell or high water and I suspect it might be both 
but let's see. Let's see. All right. Thank you for joining me. See everyone next week. See you. Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Find this license at creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by spelled by forward slash 4.0. Today's creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0. It also uses Riptide by Kevin McLeod. You can find that at incompetech.com. It's licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. I heard that URL earlier. It also uses Elf Meditation, also by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. That music is licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license.